Hey guys, thanks for tuning us in for this 43rd episode of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. First off, I want to again say thanks so much to my good friend Brandon Allen who came up and uh, listened to the podcast, came up with our new theme music, and again, thanks Brandon, appreciate that theme music. And special guests for this 43rd episode include Bryson Colwell, who's the host of the Red River Radio Show. Chelsea James, country singer, has a debut single, Hand on the Bible. Our good friend Brandon Lang, who's the host of the Sports Betting Podcast on the Believe Network and owner of BrandonLang.com. We'll also visit with Desi Lydic, the daily host with Trevor Noah. She's going to be presenting Remembering RBG, a nation ugly cries with Desi Lydic. That half-hour special is going to premiere on Friday. Jordan Wolf, he'll be talking about Night of the Living Dead, the musical, and the legend himself, Kane Hodder, going to be talking Friday the 13th and some funny filming stories as well. If you would, please take the time to subscribe, drop a like, comment, leave some feedback, and of course, share with your friends. All right, guys, kicking off this 43rd episode of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. I have on the phone with us uh, today one of my good friends, uh, also a radio DJ has a radio show of his own, the uh, Red River Radio Show. We've got Bryson Colwell with us. And uh, first off, Bryson, thanks so much for taking the time to visit, brother. Hey, man, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I've never done the, I've never done an interview from this point of view, so um, it's kind of funny for me. I feel weird right now. <laughs> that, but that's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll nurture you through it. How about that? That's perfect. <laughs> now, now tell me first off, uh, Red River Radio Show. I, I, I mean, I know where it came from personally because we we've had this talk for years. It seems like, but uh, where did your love for the red dirt form of music? Uh, where where did that come up from? Uh, well, you know, I am very fortunate. My parents had me at a very young age, and uh, I I was born in Ardmore, Oklahoma, which is actually where I live now. I was able to make my way back here uh, with radio. Uh, but anyways, we moved to Fort Worth whenever I was a little kid. Uh, my dad drives trains for a living. And uh, I think really just growing up down there around that music, um, the Red Dirt genre is, uh, I think we can both agree, it's a young people genre. Young people like it. And uh, going back to mentioning my parents, both young whenever I was growing up, they were big into cross Canadian ragweed right. and Randy Rogers. And so, uh, my first concert was actually, uh, it was at the Oklahoma city zoo amphitheater and it was called cross Canadian ragweed. I think family jam was what it was called. And it was cross Canadian ragweed, uh, Dirk Bentley, Gary Allen, Pat green. I think Randy Rogers, red dirt Rangers, probably the great divide, somebody else in there. Um, and I was hooked. And then, uh, when we moved down to Texas, you know, I listened to, uh, to 95.3 The Range out of Dallas, uh, The Ranch out of Fort Worth. And there was just so much of that music just at my fingertips. And so I was able to, that was really, uh, it was all I knew until I got into radio. And then I realized, oh, it's not a very popular genre in radio. <laughs> so uh, I had to come up with my own show. And, and for you, the who has been the, uh, the, the pinnacle uh, it, opportunity that you've had to visit with uh, and be on the show so far? Uh, well, with the show so far, the show's fairly new. Uh, we actually just got done recording our 20th episode. Uh, and then last episode, episode 19, uh, we actually were blessed to have Mike McClure from The Great Divide on. Um, and 
he does his own thing, the Mike McClure band. And he's, uh, I think he's one of the key people. If there was a red dirt Mount Rushmore, it'd be Mike McClure, Cody Canada, to, uh, Cody Canada, Tom Skinner, and then uh, probably Jason Boland or somebody like that. And so uh, to get to talk to one of those guys from that caliber, it was really fun. Uh, we've had Caitlin Butts on. Uh, we've had a really good friend of mine uh, who plays bass for Sonny Sweeney. who played bass for the damn Quails. His name is Dylan Sampson. Um, he also helps a lot with our music. And I'm able to bounce ideas kind of back and forth with him. Him being a music fan and a musician, we kind of jive pretty well together i'd say and what's the what's the hardest part getting getting the ball rolling i i I know what it's like to to try to get a show up and running but to get those first few uh syndicated places for you what uh, what was it like when you signed the first syndicate if you will well i'll i gotta be honest uh i do the red river radio show but i'm also i do have a home base uh here in ardmore i work for keystone broadcasting and uh, there's two people that really were influential uh, whenever I decided that the Red River Radio Show was something that we wanted to do. Uh, number one being my wife. She is uh, our social media manager. She's our marketing coordinator. She's our cheerleader. She does everything. Um, she even models our T-shirts. <laughs> so uh, she's integral. And then also my boss. Um, I know you know probably better than anyone being in radio for a long time sometimes you don't have the best bosses whenever you're in radio. Uh, and the previous place that I had come from, uh, didn't necessarily have the best boss. And whenever I got here, uh, he's not only my boss, he's my landlord, he's a friend. And, uh, he actually said, I went to him with the idea about the show and see, uh, I don't here at KICM, we don't play red dirt. We play, you know, traditional mainstream, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, I had told him, I brought him this idea and said, hey, you know, I really want to try to contact some people in Oklahoma, try to get this ball rolling. And he said, well, why don't we play the show and then we'll just get the ball rolling from there. So uh, he took a chance on me uh, whenever he didn't have to let me put a program on his radio station. And I'm very thankful uh, to him for that because uh, he's been able to open up a lot of opportunities. And for you, the uh, to, to be back home and uh, doing music, doing the show, all there uh, in your old stomping grounds. I mean, uh, how cool is that? I, I know what it's like here uh, being in my old stomping grounds. So, but but for you to go out to sow your wild oats for a couple of years, come back, what was that like? Man, it was a really cool experience. Uh, I was there in Altus. Uh, not with you even, actually, for those that don't know. Uh, me and Cameron used to be competitors against each other, but it never really felt like competition because we were uh, – it was just a mutual respect thing, at least I think, uh, between the two of us. Uh, but, yeah, it's like you said, hometown, uh, nothing really can, can compete with home, and I'm sure that you can back me up on that. And uh, it was weird because, you know, previously with other jobs in radio, you got to – it's it's really – you kind of have to take a tour of the area that you're going to be in, in your listening area. You, you, you've got to learn the people, the, the geographical location. You've got to learn the traditions of the town. And whenever I came into this job, I was, I was able to kind of not do that. I, I knew the location, I knew the people, I knew the traditions, I knew different things like that. And so, um, 
for me, it hasn't even really been about being in my hometown. It's just been more about being comfortable and uh, not having to necessarily cut my teeth as much as I probably should have. Uh, speaking of uh, knowing your way around that, I, I was wondering how this story was going to lend its way in. You just gave me the perfect segue there. Uh, I, okay. I, I, I think I, I mentioned to you uh, that I, I had a, uh, a DJ gig for a wedding over by Ringling. And uh, you kind of know, oh, you know what where Ringling is. Well, um, yes, absolutely. And now there's a funny story with Ringling. Now you know I cover local high school football, and last year I covered Ringling, and we uh, and, and I ended up going with them all the way, and we won the gold ball in Class A. So that was a fun experience. Uh, I'm two for two, actually. I've well, this is my third year covering sports, Cameron, and uh, I have. And I have a championship with Tipton, and I have a championship with Ringling. So uh, it's looking good for year three. There you go. <laughs> now, well, uh, you, you know what it's like over in Ringling. Well, coming from Altus, everything is square miles. It's easy to find everything. And uh, sure. b- b- before I went over, I, I asked my buddy that uh, that was doing the service and said, uh, "Can." How hard is it to find? Oh, it's real easy. He said, "I'll just send you the the GPS link to it and uh, just." click that in and you'll be good to go. Well, I did that and I was good to go the whole way. And I get about where it says on my GPS, I'm 5.1 miles away, but it's (laughs) going to take 31 minutes. And I'm like going, where in the world is this place at? So that sounds like wrangling. Yeah. So, so (laughs) I thought I was going to be way off, you know, way off the, the highway. So I turn off on this little gravel road that it tells me to turn off on. I go down about two miles and it says, take a left at this like little angle. Well, that little angle is somebody's driveway. And uh, so, oh, so I, I go on through the driveway and there's this, there is a path now. Now don't get me wrong. It is obviously something that has been driven on at some point, but it is in no way and in no means is it a road. Uh, it, it's uh-huh, completely, yeah. it's completely like dirt road, dirt path. And there's parts of it where you, I'm driving along the side of pasture, along the side of, of fencing. And I'm like, what in the world? And I had to open a couple of gates. I had to get out, open a couple of gates, close them. And I thought I'm going to end up getting shot before I go do this wedding. And, uh, so, so anyway, i it really did take me the 31 minutes, but uh, by the time I got to the wedding, they were like, uh, "Why did it take you so long?" And I had sent them Snapchats of the of the the, the back roads tour, and uh, I was like, "Really? Is this really the best way?" And he's like, "I don't know where that sent you, because whenever I get within like 20 yards of the location, I finally get back on a little bitty gravel road, and there's the house." And they were like, well, you should have gone about a mile further, and all you would have had to done was <laughs> was turn to your right, and uh, 200 yards, you would have been to our house. And I was like, the GPS did not like that way. So, yeah, that was that, that was my GPS. That was my uh, wrangling story. That's that's what I know of wrangling. I, I never made it to the town. <laughs> you know, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of uh, you know, whenever I lived out in western Oklahoma, I, I told people that, you know, I was from Ardmore, and everybody has a, oh, my gosh, well, one time Ardmore and Altus were playing, and I got lost on the way to Ardmore. So I'm not surprised that you had one of those, too. <laughs> That's funny. Now, uh, the upcoming episodes and uh, Facebook page and all that stuff, where can folks find more information about that on uh, on Facebook and uh, social media as well? 
so we are Red River Radio Show on Facebook, and then you can follow me uh, on Instagram at Bryson on Air or Twitter at Bryson on Air if you're brave. Um, <laughs> and uh, our episodes, we uh, we're working on some deals right now. Uh, I don't necessarily want to. Uh, there's a guy out of Kentucky that was putting some episodes on some platforms, and uh, he got shut down and they've terminated his radio show and so i don't want to get in that situation so we've taken our time with putting him on you know itunes and different things like that um so we're kind of waiting that out uh if you'd like to listen to the show though uh every saturday uh from eight to ten we're on k uh khwl and lone wolf oklahoma uh we're on uh, from five to seven in Ardmore, we're on from five to seven in Atoka, Oklahoma, and then from seven to nine every Saturday, we're on in Watertown, South Dakota, Madison, Minnesota, um, and that's where we're at right now. Uh, like I said, you know, if you reach out, we've got T-shirts, we've got hats. We'd love to see those on your posting. Uh, and supporting the Red River Radio Show. Well, that's good stuff. And uh, Bryson, always good to visit with you, my friend. Uh, continued success. And uh, don't forget uh, uh, us little guys, all right? Hey, now, uh, we're both on the same level, and uh, I appreciate you very much. I know you work hard over there in office, and uh, I'm proud of you on this new podcast that you're doing. And uh, I encourage people, and I know it's been hard for local musicians, and I know that Altus uh, and the Western Oklahoma area, they've got some awesome local musicians, you know, guys like Chad Solons, Matt Moran, uh, Joe Melton, you know, just a lot of guys that have come out of that area of the world. And I encourage if, uh, if there is local music going on near you, go and support them. And, uh, also, rest in peace, Billy Joe. That's right. That's right. Well, Bryson, always good to visit with you, and uh, hope you have a great rest of your week, my friend. All right, Kim. Our guest is uh, country newcomer Chelsea James, and uh, b- before we came on, I was mentioning, felt like I had had to have a connection there because uh, Springfield, Missouri, and uh, Chelsea, that's where you're at this morning. Are, are you frozen in like we are here in southwest Oklahoma? Well, uh, yeah, I'm hearing that you guys kind of got hit we i mean we had a little bit on the trees and stuff but nothing too bad so how has uh the 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 release of the the single for you how has the how has that been a challenge with all that we're dealing with in the world these days oh yeah so well first of all the recording of the song was different so from the very beginning um you know we had to do everything like through you know, speakerphone and, and, and I would record my vocal and then we'd send it through some program. I don't even know. Um, I don't know all the technical stuff, but, um, send it through some program to one of my producers and he'd call us with his notes and say, okay, could you do it like this? And then we'd try it again and send it. So it's definitely a longer process on that part. Um, it, it was, something I definitely had to get used to for sure. But I think that, you know, timing is everything. And it, it, I think it was just fate that with all of this stuff going on, that this song, you know, happened to be able to be released now, because I think it's a good message and hopefully an uplifting message for people to hear right now. So now, for you, where was that? Where was the inspiration between be behind? I should say, hands on the Bible. 
so actually I did not write the song. Um, I, my producer, he sent me, um, a handful of songs one day and I heard it and immediately I know when I have that strong of a connection with the song immediately, I, so I was like, you have to find a way to get, to let me record this. Please, please, please. I, I begged him for like five months. I'm like, do we get the song? Do we get the song? Do we get the song? Just because, you know, I had such a connection with it from, from how I grew up. You know, I come from a whole family of farmers in the Midwest, um, and of course, I was raised in church and everything too. So the message just, oh my gosh, it just hit me. I mean, I almost cried the first time I heard it. So I just, I just knew that I had to sing this song. And luckily, um, the writers, you know, gave me that chance. So it's amazing. Now for, for you being, uh, not not being the writer, what is it about a song necessarily that that grips you? If you if you're listening to a, a whole slew of new songs, I mean I, that's something I've always wondered about artists. What what is it about them that grabs you? Well, I think it comes down to at least for me, I'm. It, for me, it comes down to you know we all have different experiences in life, and for me, if I'm going to sing a song. Of course, when I write what what songs I write and record, they come from my personal experience. But if I'm going to sing someone else's song, it has to I have to be able to relate to it or I have to be able to say, oh, I know how that feels. I've personally gone through that because I'm a really bad actress. And if I were to try and sing something that I just didn't truly believe in or didn't feel, it just wouldn't come off as genuine. And, you know, I that's one of my main goals is for fans to hear my songs and see me perform and say, wow, like she really felt that. So I think I, I just have to connect on a personal level with the song. And of course the emotion of the music always gets me too. I'm like a very, I love big, full instrumental sounds too. So when that is put together with, some kind of experience that I've gone through that I can really connect to. It's like, Oh, this is perfect. And that's what hands on the Bible was for me. So now where did uh, Chelsea, where did music in your life originate? Uh, I, I have such a different start in music. I think than most people do. Um, I got started actually pretty late in life. I say late in life. I mean, I'm still in my twenties, but you know, I feel like a lot of people start, Oh, I started playing when I was four or whatever, but that just wasn't the case for me. Honestly, it's, it's the funniest thing. I, I never, I was in band for like one year in high school, but that, that was the extent of music for me in my younger years. But, um, I, I never did choir or anything like that. I, I still to this day, I don't even know how to read music. And in college, <laughs> in college, I was getting ready to go out with my girlfriends one night and I was just singing to the radio, just singing along. And they were like, Hey, well, sing something else. I was like, why? And they're like, you're really good. And I was like, I am like, I just, I just sang for fun with my, to myself in the car. I never thought anything of it, honestly. And so they, my friends heard me and they forced me 
against my will to go sing, start singing in karaoke bars. And then, you know, people seem to like that. So I thought, well, maybe I have something. And then I started out in a cover band um, a handful of years, probably five years ago. And I was so nervous before my first show. I thought, okay, just get through this show and then you never have to do this again. (laughs) And And then I got up on stage and within 30 seconds of the first song, I don't know. It's the craziest thing. I can't explain it, but I was just hooked and I knew that's what I was meant to do. And here I am. It's like just the most random thing. I I didn't grow up doing this at all. Now, as the uh, folks want to find out uh, more information, not only about hands on the Bible, but uh, the other stuff that you've got going on, uh, where, where can folks keep up with that information? So um, if you follow my social media, I, I, it's Chelsea James music. And make sure you spell my first name, S-E-Y, not S-E-A, like the normal way. <laughs> um, but uh, Chelsea James Music, um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, getting ready to release the Hands on the Bible music video, probably, um, I think, within within the next two weeks. So that'll be coming out. But yeah, um, YouTube as well, Chelsea James Music on YouTube. So yeah. There you go. Well, Chelsea, it's been uh, nice to get to visit with you. And uh, hopefully after this one, we'll get to uh, to visit again real soon. Yes, that'd be great. Thank you so much for having me. Up next is our good friend, Brandon Lang. He's the host of the Sports Betting Podcast on the Believe Network. Missed him last week, had some medical issues, but uh, good to talk to Brandon about some picks for the weekend. First off, thanks for taking the time to be on. Come on, man! Always, you know I love OKC. Um, although, although my boy, my boy Billy Donovan's gone, um, and he's made his way to uh, where? Where'd Billy go? Uh, I forget. Where'd he? Where, where'd he jump to? Because he, he he took another job. Where'd Where'd Billy go? We gotta we gotta we gotta figure that out. He's no longer in OKC. Oh, Bulls, Chicago Bulls. Yep, there you so, go. Although Billy's in Chicago, uh, me loving some OKC. So uh, so yeah, we're we're good and. Uh, some uh, some good games this weekend, and uh, we always go college football first. And uh, what 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 tickles your fancy, if you will, college football wise this weekend? Well, you know, I always I always look at the Big Twelve because it's you know it's that's that's your neck of the woods. So, um, like what I'm seeing from K State, um, West Virginia is playing well. They're three and zero at home. They're three and zero against the spread at home. Um, I, I I do think that this is a game that's going to go down to the wire. And uh, I believe it's a field goal game, and I'm liking I'm liking me some K State uh, plus the three and a half. Um, Baylor at home getting two and a half against TCU. Um, you know TCU big win over Texas, but since then they kind of haven't been able to get out of their own way. They've dropped three in a row. Um, Baylor home dog one and two. They did get it done at home in their only home game uh, this year. Um, played very well. And uh, got themselves the big 47-14 win over Kansas. So uh, they've been back-to-back on the road the last two weeks. Um, played Texas tough, lost by 11. The OT loss at West Virginia. I'm going to go ahead and jump on uh, Baylor at home, plus the two and a half uh, in the Big 12. And uh, then going into to NFL football for the weekend, Brandon, uh, uh, what, what, what do you see as the biggest game coming up uh, this weekend? Well, first and foremost, anytime you get Philip Rivers laying points on the road, go against them because you know Crimea Rivers is going to do something stupid. 
Um, Detroit just figures out ways to win. As good as Arizona looked the other night uh, in, in, in knocking Seattle from the ranks of the unbeaten, um, I still think this is a Detroit team at home, plus two and a half, um, is going to handle Indy. Uh, I do like the home dog there. As crazy as this sounds, the Chiefs are laying 19 and a half against the Jets. The Jets finally covered their first game of the year, uh, courtesy of the Buffalo Bills kicking 139 field goals in the game and uh, winning by eight and not covering the nine and a half. I don't see the Chiefs kicking 139 field goals at home. I see the Chiefs scoring touchdowns. I know 19 and a half is a big number, but it doesn't matter when you're going to win a game by about 40. So uh, I would lay it with Kansas City. And listen, this may sound simple, but sometimes simple is good. If you can go into Kansas City and beat the undefeated Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, you can go into Cleveland and beat the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield. So I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders plus the two and a half, by the half point to three. And roll with the as as Chris Berman says the Raiders over Cleveland. And uh, of course, Brandon, folks can uh, can can check out the podcast, also uh, also the website for uh, for extra specials as well. Well, it's the, the the football betting show on the Believe Podcast Network. As I say, rated R under eighteen must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. Um, so we were able to uh, let loose a little bit and uh, tell it like it is. And then then again, BrandonLang.com. Everybody's been waiting. For, uh, for 150 dime winner, number 10 in a row. And of course, that will be going on Sunday. So uh, strap on your seatbelts and get ready to roll. There you go. Well, Brandon, uh, great to see you back uh, improving health and look forward to talking to you again next week, my friend. Got it. Appreciate it, Cam. Thanks, buddy. Up next, you know we're from The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Desi Lydic. Got the Remembering RBG, A Nation Ugly Cries with Desi Lydic half-hour special that's going to premiere on Friday night, 11 Eastern, 10 local time on Comedy Central. Got a special to talk about. Uh, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah presents Remembering RBG, A Nation Ugly Cries with Desi Lydic. And uh, if I mispronounce any part of that name, I'm profoundly, uh, profusely uh, apologize for that. You got it perfect. You pronounced it perfectly. Absolutely perfectly. Plus the <laughs> title, which is not an easy title to recite. And uh, first off, Desi, tell us uh, what what RBG personally on, on your behalf uh, meant in your life. Well, gosh, you know, she had such an impact on, on so many people's lives, and particularly women. Um, you know, what, before she even was on the Supreme Court, she really dedicated her life to challenging discrimination, uh, legal discrimination all over the country, and really kind of challenging Americans to take a look at what was baked into society in this, you know, breadwinner, homemaker sort of scenario, and and uh, and kind of breaking down some of some of that stereotype. So the fact that I I'm fortunate enough to have a career and have a family and I have a partner who meets me in the middle and we both share caretaking duties. All of that, I can't help but to think, you know, may, may not have happened if it weren't for all of the work that she did early in her career. 
And, and I know that uh, Americans, we, we all like to think that we're better than we were in the past, you know, and, and I think we can all agree we are at a better right. place, but, but are we in, in a better place than we were in comparison to, to, to other places in the world? Uh, I made a special about this uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, that very topic. Um, look, like there's no question that we have made great strides and we are moving in the right direction. Are we at a tough place in history right now? I, it's my belief. Yes, we are. There are a lot of challenges and, and life is incredibly difficult for people right now. Um, but you know, one thing that it kind of hit me while I was making this special is reflecting back on all of the things that Justice Ginsburg fought for and how thoughtful she was in her approach that, that she believed that true change, enduring change happens one step at a time. Those are her words. And, you know, I think as a reminder right now in this place in, in time, it's helpful to look at everything that she fought for and everything that we have to show for it now and be hopeful that, that with a little bit of patience and, and really hard work, that positive change will come. And uh, how hard has 2020 been on uh, on the comedy uh, side of things for you? And, and 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 it seems like there's a lot of backlash on comedians too right now. How is how has that been for you this year? You know, we uh, I'm fortunate enough to have a job right now. I'm just really grateful that we are you know we are one of the few shows that has been able to produce and do everything that we're doing from home and to be able to talk about what's happening in the world right now, to have the freedom to, to speak about it and, you know, sometimes be critical and, and sometimes make jokes at, you know, whether it be the political system at large on either side, you know, the administration, whatever it is, the fact that we're able to do that and make commentary right now is, is a huge blessing. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's, comedians more than ever have to be careful about what they say. And it does, you know, it's not a bad thing to kind of take a step back and just try to be thoughtful. Um, A joke is a joke is a joke. And I, it's my personal belief that you can make almost anything funny, but um, you know, if you work hard at it, (laughs) if you're good enough at it Uh, and fortunate enough for the daily show, we have a lot of very talented writers who are very good at that. And uh, for you, the, 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 the feedback and the folks that were, were able to and willing to be involved in, in the latest project. I mean, what, what does that mean for you on on a personal level to see who was willing to, to be a part of it as well? You know, it was, it was incredible. We, this, we, we lost Justice Ginsburg and, you know, I was talking to so many of, of the women that I work with at the show and men as well, who it, it hit hard. We all just felt this collective, Oh no, you know, word I can't say on the radio, but, um, you know, this panic and it, she meant so much to so many people. The fact that there were so many people at The Daily Show who immediately jumped onto this project and were so enthusiastic to work on it because they loved and admired her so much. It really meant the world. And not to mention that we got some incredible guests. We got Rebecca Traster and Imani Gandhi and Senator Warren uh, and, and then some some people in Justice Ginsburg's life who spoke and told really funny and beautiful anecdotes about their personal experiences with her. We got Nina Totenberg to share a really very funny story that I hadn't heard before. 
Um, so it, it really speaks volumes about what she meant to people. And again, uh, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah presents Remembering RBG, A Nation Ugly Cries with Desi Lydic. Uh, again, that premieres, debuts uh, coming up tomorrow <laughs> night, 11 Eastern, 10 local time on Comedy Central. And Desi, I always want to make sure and let everybody know where they can keep up with everything you got going social media wise as well. Oh, yeah. My, my handle is Desi Lydic, uh on Instagram and on Twitter. And uh, yeah, pretty much everything's up there. Well, Desi, it's been great to visit with you. I appreciate your time and hope you have a great rest of your week. Oh, thank you. Thanks for making the time. Good to chat with you. Up next is Jordan Wolf. We'll be talking about Night of the Living Dead, the musical. Night of the Living Dead, the musical. You probably think that you never thought was even possible. Well, we've got uh, music and lyrics were all done by Jordan Wolf. We've got Jordan on the line. And uh, first off, Jordan, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Oh, thank you so much. It's great to talk to you, Cameron. Now, obviously, October is a, a great time to talk about the, the the musical. And for you, where did uh, where did when did the inspiration of uh, of putting it to 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 music and uh, musical come in your life? Yeah, well, you know, I've always loved the movie. I've always loved a um, big horror movie fan, and I also, uh, as well as a writer, I'm an actor. I've, uh, you know, I come from the theater, uh, and I love putting the two together. I'm a big Little Shop fan, and. You know, I, I was watching Night Living Dead. I, I, I wrote it over the summer of 2018, and I was like, well, why aren't they singing? You know, so I, I fixed that, and uh, that's where you get Night of Living Dead, the musical. And I, I thought, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, you know, uh, uh, totally the opposite of the movie. So the movie is, is classic. It's iconic. It's the, really the first zombie movie, the way we think of zombies, uh, you know, and uh, so many so many horror movies are, are kind of, you know, inspired by, by Living Dead. Uh, but I was like, I'm going to go the opposite. So the, the original movie is dark and serious and quiet and bleak. And so Night of the Living Dead, the musical, is just a bright kaleidoscope of color and crazy over-the-top and hopefully a hell of a fun time. And, and what, was, what were the initial reactions and responses to, to the production? Well, so, uh, you know, the concept recording, uh, we worked on that. We did, the, uh, we did an off-Broadway run in New York uh, last year, and, you know, it was sold out. We had such an amazing response, uh, and, and, you know, the, 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 the best compliment that I, that I got was that uh, people from so many different backgrounds all really enjoyed the show. We had the hardcore horror movie fans who loved the movie, uh, who didn't, who weren't necessarily big musical theater fans, and they uh, all, have, you know, loved it. And we had obviously the theater people who were like, "I don't know if I've seen that movie. Is that the one? It's the black and white. I don't know." But and then they really enjoyed it too. So you know, that was the most rewarding thing. We had such a huge range. You know, uh, people younger than me. I'm 30. You know, people in their 20s uh, who love the movie now and, and people who I know a lot of people who, who saw it when it came out, you know, at the drive-in back in 68. So, you know, we had such an amazing response and the concept recording has been out on Broadway records. Uh, we were already uh, in the top 50 on the soundtrack charts, uh, which I'm super excited about. And uh, yeah, the, the response has just been, you know, I'm, I'm super grateful. Now, has it in, in ignited a fire for, for maybe a, a follow-up um, turned into a musical? 
Oh boy, maybe. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's hard. It's hard writing one. <laughs> but um, yeah, you never know. I mean, uh, this this was so fun to write and so fun to do. I was also in the production in New York and and uh, uh, got to work with these unbelievable singers. I mean, these are really the A team. Uh, you know, on this album, Jamie Spiro from TV Smash, and uh, he's you know, got a new NBC show now, and people from everything from Book of Mormon, Flame Miz, all these great people, and uh, you know, so so that was a blast, and definitely, you know, if there's an idea, you know, maybe keep going down the the George Romero uh, food chain, maybe do Day of the Dead next. I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> now, now, how has uh, how has 2020 been for you? Has uh, has uh, the the writing been good for you? Has uh, has the inspiration been uh, easy or or hard to find for you this year? Oh, sure. You know, it's tough. I mean, you know, as, 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 as an actor, you know, I'm a New Yorker and, you know, uh, New York theater uh, has obviously uh, had to close its doors for now. And, and that's been really tough for a lot of us. Uh, and you got to kind of uh, create your own work, find your own inspiration. And, and uh, uh, the one good thing about quarantine is it gives you a lot of time, <laughs> gives you a lot of time to, to, to think and to write. Uh, and I've been working actually on the Night of the Living Dead musical screenplay uh, to uh, uh, do a, a movie musical, uh, which would be such an awesome project to, you know, come full circle. And that's the kind of project that normally I'm running around, you know, but, uh, because of everything that's going on, you you have the time to kind of kind of work on these things. So uh, I think you know that that's that's uh, that's what it's all about. You know, cre- creating your own creating your own projects. And what in 2020 have you learned uh, that you are going to apply to uh, to 2020 and 2021 and beyond? Oh boy! I mean, I'm going to appreciate so much more uh, interacting with with people. You know, uh, a lot of us. Uh, you know, get isolated. Uh, I'm lucky to be with family during this time. A lot of people aren't so lucky, uh, you know, and, and before I think, you know, even just hugging a friend or, or, or that kind of, that kind of immediate exchange you get talking, talking with someone not over Zoom, you know, uh, I'm going to appreciate that, uh, you know, a hell of a lot more, I think. And again, uh, the, the the musical. Find out uh, more information. Night of the Living Dead, the musical. Uh, Jordan, I want to make sure and let folks know where they can find uh, more about the music, the musical, and uh, everything else you're working on as well. Absolutely. So uh, you can go to uh, the Night of the Living Dead, the musical dot com, and that'll. Uh, there's lots of fun stuff through there. There's a music video uh, that's uh, a lot of fun, and then the album Night of the Living Dead, the musical concept recording is out on Broadway Records. It is available anywhere you buy or stream music. It's on Apple Music, Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. Uh, so you can uh, stream it right now. All right. Well, again, Jordan Wolf, uh, great to visit with you. Great to get to know you this morning. Uh, looking forward to checking out Night of the Living Dead, the musical myself. Hope you have a great rest of your week, my friend, and uh, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Great talking to you, man. Be well. And our final guest is best known as Jason from Friday the 13th. He played four of those. Kane Hodder will be talking about some Friday the 13th memories and some funny film stories as well. Probably best known as uh, wearing a a mask over his face. So maybe 2020 was made for him. Uh, We've got Kane Hodder on the line. And first off, Kane, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. It's my pleasure, Cameron. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. 
And uh, 2020 being what it is, uh, I know folks are having to celebrate Halloween a little differently, but uh, that that lends itself well to, uh, to, to sitting down and watching a, a little horror film, right? That's what I think. I mean, what better time to sit <clears throat> and watch the series of films like Friday the 13th, Halloween, even Hatchet, because you can catch up on things that you've always wanted to watch, but we're too busy, but now... Because of the situation, we have more time to do that. And it is kind of strange for everyone to be wearing a mask now <laughs> and not just me. But I got to tell you, Cameron, I was, I have a house up in uh, Park City, Utah, and I was at the Salt Lake Airport um, going back to LA and sitting at the gate wearing one of the surgical masks, of course, or, you know, one of the COVID masks. And I, I saw a guy do a double take while I'm sitting there, and he says, you're Kane Hodder. You played Jason Friday the 13th. And I'm like, how the hell do you <laughs> know that? <laughs> my, everything is covered but my eyes. And he said that's exactly the point. He said he recognized my eyes. And I was like, wow, I was amazed that someone, you know, first of all, I don't get recognized all that often anyway, even without a mask. And for somebody like that to do just do it from the eyes, I was I was uh, amazed. A, a little impressed as well, right? <laughs> yeah, and then of course I killed him. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. Now, Kate, that that, that kind of takes us back to uh, I know that you were shooting. I be, I believe it was seven. Was it uh, uh, Friday the Thirteenth? Uh, seven, where uh, you, you had an interesting walk back to uh, back to your dressing room. I heard. Oh yeah. I was uh, I was on the set. It was about two in the morning, and I was told I wouldn't be needed for about an hour. So I thought I'd go back to my dressing room. And the easiest way to do that was cut through the woods on this trail. <clears throat> and so that's what I was doing. Remember, it's two o'clock in the morning. It's fairly cold out because we were shooting in like March in Alabama, and it. I had the mask on and walking, and I, I encountered someone going the opposite way that I didn't recognize as a member of the crew. So I stopped and just stared at him. I had everything on, remember. And he asked me a question that I thought was ridiculous. He said, excuse me, are you with the movie? <laughs> now, I have to know what movie we're shooting. Am I with the movie, the way I'm dressed? So I tilted my head and stared at him, just did the breathing thing, and then lunged. And he took off really fast. Never saw him again. <laughs> the next day, John Beekler, the director, said, hey, you know, that local cop never showed up last night. He was going to visit the set. And I thought, oh, well, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I know also, Kane, you had a pretty hard stance on on some things for, for Jason. And you didn't think Jason would would be a runner. Was What, what was the mentality behind that, Kane? Well, I just think that maybe early on when Jason, you know, appeared to be more of a human, that he would do stuff like that. But by the time I started playing the character, I felt he was more of a zombie type and that I didn't think it fit to see him run. And, you know, as ludicrous as it is that people sprint away from him and he still catches up, I, I thought that was... Uh, less of an issue just figuring out yeah, Jason knows the shortcuts. So I just, I, I never, I always 
fought against him running. Maybe walking quickly, sure. But running, I didn't think it fit. So, yeah. And, you know, there were other things that that I did presented as being what I thought the character would do. So most often it was uh, greeted with, you know, uh, agreement. <laughs> and Kane, this year, 2020 being the way it is, what, uh, what, uh, how has that affected uh, y- your working ability? Have you had to change? Uh, ha- have you had to become more tech savvy? I guess. Uh, yes, I mean, you know, life has changed for all of us. So, you know, better to do the changes and stay healthy than than worry about, you know, things you're missing out on. And obviously nobody's happy about it, but we're all having to deal with it. So, you know, at this point last year, I had done like uh, 18 conventions at this date last year. This year I've only done one, and that was just a couple weeks ago. So, you know, things are vastly different, but it gives us a, a good chance to catch up on stuff we wanted to do, so... That's right. Uh, again, Kane, uh, as Halloween approaches, uh, all the many movies you can see him on, on the big screen, the small screen, uh, the, the pay-per-view. Uh, Kane, anything uh, new on the horizon for you? Uh, yeah, I've been, um, I've been doing, I, I think you knew, you probably know, uh, Cameron, that I did the motion capture for the Friday the 13th video game. Yes, sir. Jason. It took almost two years to do all that. Um, and there could be something coming up along those lines as well. But I have a couple movies uh, coming out soon, one called uh, The Good Things Devils Do, and uh, I actually am going to uh, accept an award next week for uh, my performance, which I've never really gotten any kind of award for an acting performance as opposed to, you know, a monster. You know, the character stuff, sure, but... Uh, and then there's another one where uh, I did a real emotional scene uh, in a movie called uh, 13 Fanboy. And it's about the guy that's obsessed with the Friday the 13th movies and the Jason character. And I play myself in it and had a really beautiful emotional scene that I talked about some personal stuff in order to get the emotion elicited because I'm playing myself so I could do talk about anything really so i'm excited about those two and uh tomorrow night i i believe uh there's an episode of uh impractical jokers dinner party or maybe it's tonight i think it's tonight actually uh and i did that with those guys because i did their movie with them and their friends mine so that was a lot of fun that's awesome of course uh kane if, if folks want to keep up with everything you got going on social media wise uh, yeah, mostly uh, on Twitter and Facebook is uh, where they can find out everything uh, you want to know. All right. Well, Kane, always good to visit with you, sir, and uh, hope you have a great rest of your October, and we catch up again real soon. Thanks, Cameron. It was a pleasure talking to you. Again, thanks for tuning us in for this 43rd episode of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. If you ever have a comment, question, or anything else you'd like to know, just find me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at GQ with Cam. If you'd like to help out in the funding for this podcast, feel free to click the support tab and follow the instructions. If you have a special guest idea, go ahead and email me, GQ with Cam at gmail.com. 
We'll be back with episode number 44 coming up tomorrow. <laughs>